1: Today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast is presented by my delightful and important and vital Patreon members, where you can become a member by going to patreon.com slash Writer. Again, that's patreon.com slash Writer. Become a member, make a $5 a month donation. It's like a cup of coffee a month, just like any other subscription to the New York Times, the New York Post, Slate Magazine, the Chase Thomas Podcast. We're all one and the same. That's what people are saying. And you can support the show by doing that today. It would be great in continuing to put out as much content as I am, because guess what? I'm doing seven pods a week, sometimes more. We are doing interviews with pro wrestlers, former NBA players, NBA GMs, coaches, college coaches, college ADs. We are doing movie reviews on Sundays uh, that you can find with Muse and Thomas. Every single Sunday, we're reviewing a different movie. Uh, Monday through Friday, we're getting NBA, NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, Team Beat writers. You're getting pro wrestling analysis. You're getting the sports reporters. reporters. What is it? I don't even know. America's favorite sports writers? I think that's what we're calling it. On Friday with some of the best sports writers and sports thinkers on the internet today we are doing all this every single day new content every day you know what else i'm doing every day i'm writing every day you can read my monday uh atlanta sports column that comes out every monday on tuesdays you can read my monday night raw recap on wednesday you can read my impact wrestling recap on thursday you can read hold on let me check my notes here i'm not sure off the top of my head i'll come back to it on friday the friday mailbag um Oh, I know what I'm doing on Thursday. We're doing the AEW Dynamite review. On Friday, we're doing the Nobody Asked Mailbag, like I said. Maybe that'll turn into an actual mailbag. If you would like to send uh, those, you can do so by going to... uh, emailing me at chasemmospodcasts at gmail.com. You can read my SmackDown recaps on Saturday morning. You can read my newsletter that goes out every Saturday morning. We'll eventually have a tiny letter or sub stack uh, once I get that pesky PO box, but I will update you all soon and then uh sunday volunteers yeah every saturday guess who's in knoxville me guess we'll be covering tennessee football tennessee basketball for the next several years maybe ever me balls go go read my stuff um you can read all of it at chase thomas com. i would highly encourage you to check it out chase thomas com slash page hyphen 11 where you can read all my stuff get access to all of my episodes all that good stuff Go to Apple, subscribe there, leave me five stars, leave a review, help the show continue to grow and move into that top 200 permanently on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, tell a friend, share the show. This intro is three minutes long. That's entirely too long for an intro. Too long. And I just did a long pause. I don't know why. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back on a Monday afternoon edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. Old friend Evan Sowards, way, 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 way over there in Los Angeles, California, where he is coming off just a delightful fun we're actually having fun here game last night with his san francisco 49ers against the philadelphia eagles it went great he's pumped up he's feeling good he's he's chippier than usual he has a pep in his step things are great cj bethard is here congratulations on uh just a, a tremendous start to the season for your uh, NFC defense. Can I just How are you?
0: Can I just talk about real quick? And well, this is the the only thing that really needs to be said in, in this standpoint. Mm. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, by winning their first game last night, week four, are number one in the NFC East stand, uh, rank currently.
1: And Think it's about all it because they took the tie, Doug Peterson always a step ahead people forget that people do forget that i don't hate it i hope they win the division because of that tie i really do that would make me very happy by just going for a tie against the winless bengals like i i need that in my life i need that to be the reason the cowboys miss the playoffs it's because of that eagles just like we're gonna take it easy we're, we're gonna we're, we're cool with a tie
0: Definitely, definitely, yeah. You know that was the saddest, saddest, most pathetic game from a Forty Nineers standpoint. I think I've watched in quite some time. That was like the John Jim Tom Sula days.
1: Mm. Well, on the plus side, Brandon Ayuk hurdled a dude. Uh, Air Ayuk, mm-hmm. yeah, that uh, was great. He looks good. Kinlaw, look a lot of positive stuff. I think from him, he was getting put in all kinds of different positions along that defensive line. Um, so I guess that's one of the benefits of being depleted everywhere is that Ken Law is getting more opportunities to do stuff and develop. Um, he looks good. Uh, what else can I say? McKinnon scoring, that is still a thing. Um, Four weeks in a row. Yeah, that's a thing. But uh, yeah, you you guys, you're just banged up. It's really hard to like evaluate both these teams because they're on both sides of the ball for both of these two teams. It's just... They're just ravaged.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, in the in the end, the reality is, is Nick Mullins lost the game. He threw two terrible interceptions. The second interception might have been one of the worst interceptions any quarterback has thrown in the last decade. He couldn't see a linebacker that was literally in the way of the receiver he was trying to throw to. Uh, and he threw it right at him, um, basically ended the game for us. You know, we it's funny, Nick Mullins, it went from being what we consider to be the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Some people were even saying, oh, you know, should we play this guy over Jimmy? Kurt, Kurt Warner said he knows the offense as good, if not better, than Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: And uh, he comes I mean, in. I guess and... that's not, not true, but like that's not a, that's a college thing. I mean, we're seeing that with Stetson Bennett, where like knowing the offense actually does help and having that continuity at your college program is nice and a valuable thing. When you say that for a pro player, you're like, oh, the, the, like Brian Hoyer. It's like he knows the the Josh McDaniels offense. It's like, too soon. Yeah. Um, he's starting tonight, by the way. Um, oh, God.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. It really sucks, I think, as a 49ers fan. This is one of those games where you're just like, They're not going back to the Super Bowl, are they? You know? It's like, you know, we lost Nick Bosa and all that. We got a lot of people coming back week six. Uh, Ronald Blair, one of the starters on the edge position. Um, Weston Richburg, our starting center, which is great considering our offensive line is hot garbage. Um, You know, Richard Sherman. Big pieces, but it's just, you know, how do do they compete? It's going to be a weird year, man going to be a weird year
1: it's the Carson Wentz stuff is really fascinating we saw a little bit of Jalen he got some run packages in there and um he's still just a non-factor in terms of uh potentially usurping uh Wentz under center but like he's just not dealing with pressure well at all he's Mm -hmm. it's just he's spooked it's spooky season I don't know if you you were familiar
0: uh, and that would make sense considering last night Ziggy Onsa our pass rush also uh, gone for the year. Also gone for the year with a torn bicep. So Nick Bosa out for the year. Uh D Ford so far he's here here but it's considered to be out for the year. Um What? Uh gone for the year. Uh we then signed Ziggy Onsa, he's gone for the year. Ronald Blair's not going to be back, uh, Richard you know, obviously Sherman's until got podcast week six. Does he really? Yeah. I don't know if I care for that, but okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. Raheem Mostert still out. Yeah, it's just the 49ers have absolutely no pass rush right now. And gosh, is D. Ford looking like, I mean, did the, the Chiefs just rob us of our second round pick?
1: Mm. The guy cannot stay healthy. That's a good. I mean, it's still a worthy risk. Like I understand the philosophy there, and I think it was. This is a hindsight thing where I don't. I look at the trades at the time, and at the time, I thought that was fine. Did you feel okay about it at the time? I mean, I felt great about it at the time. Yeah, so that's that's all matters. Like that, you felt great about it for the right reasons, and it just didn't work out.
0: Yeah, it's a very positive way of thinking for it. Chase Dalai Lama Thomas.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that, that is what you're here for. Um, can we talk about the Thursday game? Feels like forever ago, but I, I have some thoughts on the Jets and the Broncos. Um, when Jameson Crowder is getting the kind of love from the broadcast team that he was getting in this game, you know it's dark times for both teams involved. Brett Rippon was just all over the place, gunslinging it, third string quarterback here this was like a first coach fired type situation whoever loses uh probably not long for their job i don't think either should really be long for their job at this point but the broncos won 37 to 28 watching every donald throw and i'm just so fascinated by him and jones i I can't believe i'm here but i really do think daniel jones has a much better trajectory right now than uh, Sam Darnold, because I watch a lot of both uh, both of those games, the two New York, New York teams. I'm just very fascinated, because right now, I think if the NFL draft was today, they would go 1-2. Um, Empire State of Mind, baby. But uh, both these two teams are terrible, and the, I, I am just stunned at how bad both of these two teams are. And I Darnold had the great run, obviously. It was like a weird accidental run. Um, that was like the highlight of the game. Did but... you see my tweet about that? No. What did you say
0: when I when he made that run for the touchdown? The, the first what I said in the tweet and the first thing that came to my mind was that was Sam Darnold going. See, it's fucking Gase's fault, not mine. Like I'm trying. Like he, this, that was him screaming to the gods that, like, look what I have to do on my own in spite of this terrible coach.
1: I will say in his defense watching a full jets game chris hogan Jamison crowder that tied in who i think turned in who like missed all of last year i want to say dropped all kinds of easy buckets um there was a guy with the last name smith who i was like oh brad smith's back um not brad smith and i i just don't know how you succeed with this group and then also their entire offensive line fell apart like they were on their third offensive tackle at one point in this game um that hasn't worked. They spent a lot of money on uh, their offensive line. A lot of capital. Putting Mekhi Becton back in when he was, like, crying in pain was insane. But this team, this defense stinks way more than I thought it would. They're doing really weird stuff. Greg Williams stuff at the end of games that pissed off Angio getting his guys out of there. Uh, both these two teams are just a train wreck. And I am stunned that the Broncos is a train wreck. I'm not as stunned that the Jets are, but... Do you think there is any hope when they get Le'Veon Bell back, when they get Denzel Mims back? Those are those additions are coming. I I don't know. Is that enough? The CJ yeah. Mosley not being around, is that the backbreaker to this Jets season?
0: Yeah, I, I the Jets the Jets are gonna be fighting for that number one pick. That's just how it is.
1: The schedule is not good. Um the schedule is not good. Uh the Falcons play tonight. Did you know this? I do. I'm kind of annoyed, though. Got bumped up. Nine o'clock, basically, kickoff. What are we doing, folks? Nine o'clock? What are we doing? The Pats screwing the Falcons once again. Nine o'clock? This game's going to be over at, like, 1 a.m. It's, uh... I don't know, man.
0: First off we already know how i feel about your time zone mm. worst time worst time zone in history west, it's coast, not west a good, coast yeah
1: you you have it great like west coast is the perfect place to be for people who i think anyone who covers sports for a living should actually just have to move to the west coast the only way it all makes sense in your life is not insanity is by moving to the west coast
0: yeah it's the only thing that makes sense mm. um but i mean you know i'm just glad that they they found some type of solution you know obviously uh covet is a wild situation. You see the Patriots going to play today, maybe, right? So, I, you know, I, I think there was a moment when we were all kind of wondering, like, oh, God, is this what happens? Like, does the this, does this season shut down, you know, when everybody started getting sick and the whole Titans team, yada, yada, yada. So I think this is a good thing.
1: It is. I mean, it's a good thing, but, like, I don't know. I, I'm bummed out that this is uh, that later is than usual. Rude. Because I did not want this to be a 9 o'clock kickoff. Um, And also, it's going to be Brian Hoyer versus Mahomes (sighs) instead of uh, Jarrett Stidham. What was the rationale? Because Jarrett Stidham's healthy. What is the reasoning behind this? I have no idea, honestly. This is weird. Why are we not getting Stidham?
0: I mean, the guy's young, and I don't think he's good. So, I mean, like, young and not good. Do the math. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I guess. Uh maybe we'll see both. I would suspect if this game gets ugly that we see both. Um which it, it very much may. Uh there is one positive for the weekend for you, Evan Sowertz. Can I What's give that? you the positive takeaway? Sure. The Cardinals are still not ready. They lose on the road at Carolina.
0: That was that was that was a positive.
1: They're just not ready. I they're they're still a ways away. Like these are games like blowing The lions at home and then going to carolina on the road now their schedule gets tough this is before they even get to the nfc west gauntlet and everything and they're 500 i think pence like we can go ahead and cross them off as a playoff team i think that's one positive is for a 49 fan is that like okay at least yes the rams and the seahawks look amazing but the the cardinals are not in that category the cardinals are still a ways to go that defense is not good still vance joseph i don't think is the guy there
0: Let's take a look real quick. I mean, like, let's take a look. Why did we think the Cardinals were really going to be good? Because their first game of the season, they beat this the the team that – the last team to make it to the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers, right? The king of the NFC West. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, oh, yeah, dude. Hell, yeah. This is it. And what happened? The Niners had, took a huge step back this year. They can't, for the life of them, defend a running quarterback. Uh, which we'll talk about a little bit in the the preview of this week. Um, Their pass rush is just not the same. Obviously, Bosa was in that game, but it's just not the same. Uh, The offensive line just can't block for shit. Uh, You know, the worst. Yeah, it's just it's a bad thing. So I think when you see the Cardinals beat the 49ers, you're like, okay, well, this team's finally made it. And then you go, no, the Niners are just trash this year and they lost to the Jets. So it's like. I am excited that they lost. I think the Panthers are actually a sneaky good team. I think it's realistic to think see the Panthers winning nine games this year and maybe you know making it into the playoffs
1: that was a, a I'm just glad I was right about this. I banged the gavel that the Panthers would not be bad that I, I'm a big Matt Rule guy, Joe Brady, obviously, just I'm, as good as advertised. look at LSU right now, look at Carolina right now. Um, they're just a smart, competent team. And I like their skill position. Tom, once they get McCaffrey back, they're gonna they're gonna flirt with eight and eight, nine and seven. I. I
0: mean, and also, dude, like Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback.
1: Yep. Speaking of not good quarterbacks, Dwayne Haskins. Um, I go back and forth on this. He has not been put in a position to succeed in a season and a half in the NFL. Um, it was already a weird thing when the owner wanted him and the GM at the time did not. Um, the coaching staff reportedly did not that coaching staff and GM are gone and Dan Snyder still there and Ron Rivera and Scott Turner are running things and <sighs> Haskins has been bad I went back and watched every third. like he is the one thing coming out of Ohio State and watching him a bunch of Ohio State and the reason I liked him a lot was that he was just insanely accurate like he was the mod like he had a lot of Alex Smith in him of just like the 70 percent completion percentage going killing people on intermediate routes never really taking shots downfield but he was do he did it enough to win a lot of football games and he could do that at the nfl level behind a good offensive line and the offensive line in washington's not good the skill position talent around him is not good losing guys has just been horrible um because he was looking like an all-purpose back who could have been a nice little help just looking at what joe mixon has been for joe burrow like those two have this kind of crazy connection that uh, a lot of these quarterbacks need um, out of the backfield those safety nets and he doesn't have it and he doesn't he has Terry McLaurin which is great but that's that's one guy and I just just seeing all this stuff about like they're looking for reasons to pull the plug it's like if you want to pull it for Alex Smith even though I'm still terrified of Alex Smith ever playing football again um, if you pull him for Kyle Allen I just think that's a gigantic waste of everybody's time. We know what Kyle Allen is in the NFL. He is not a starter. He is a backup. You learn nothing by putting him in. The season is already over. You're not playing for the playoffs. You're not playing for the Super Bowl. You're not playing for any of that. So what is what is the idea behind, A, publicly trashing him in this way and like putting doubt out there? Because I think he might be one of those quarterbacks who needs the reassurement that uh, his coaching staff and team believes in him while he's going through these struggles rather than just being like, oh, we're looking to pull the plug immediately um but then the people who are just like way too over the top in defending him I don't necessarily agree with where I'm like do y'all see what Joe Burrow's doing in Cincinnati right now like do you see what he's doing behind that offensive line like there is a difference where the elite elite young quarterbacks and Herbert is another good example Herbert's still playing behind a bad offensive line and now he has Eckler gone for a couple weeks and like he's gunning and going toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. Dwayne Haskins, if you put him in that exact same spot, it's not going toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. So, I think there is some sort of middle ground here where I think Haskins is clearly not going to be an elite guy and the people who are like, oh, this is horrible, they're treating him like crap. I'm like, eh, I don't know. He th- There's a lot of young quarterbacks who are succeeding right out of the gate on bad teams. Like, that is a possibility if you are an elite quarterback coming in this league and you're something special. Haskins is not special. And I think that's a fair assessment at this point. But... Could he be good enough to be like a top 10 to 15 quarterback with the right offensive line, the right skill set, and everything else? Yeah. Had the Redskins or excuse me, the Washington football team had that in a long time. No. So I I just, I don't know. I go back and forth on this. Where are you at with Dwayne Haskins and the Washington football team? I just don't
0: care. (laughs) I just don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care that they're a, a mediocre team that played one of the better teams in the NFL. I don't care. I mean, there's so many things I would rather be talking about right now than the Washington Redskins. I just they 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 took, fascinate the, me. They took the quarterback that no one else wanted to take, even though you know I was like oh Twain Askins should he go number one, one of the best quarterbacks in the in the draft No, played at Ohio, where every quarterback has done what he's done he, you know he's good for not turning the ball over. The guy threw for 315 yards, didn't turn the ball over, but also didn't score a touchdown. So if that's what you get with him, that's what you get. I just don't care. I want to talk about the Cowboys and Browns. I want to talk Mm. about the Buccaneers and Chargers. I want to talk about games that were actually interesting. Joe Burrow winning in an NFL game. Why are we wasting time talking about the of
1: Sour, it's ripping up my show sheet here. Um I actually have another game. Before we... You you can lead the charge there. Can I get one more game that I know you don't care about? Yeah, sure. The Saints and the Lions. Um, Can we play a game of... Are we sure this quarterback is good? This was the... Are we sure this quarterback is still good, Bull? Stafford, I went back and I watched a lot of this game this morning. And I... I think both these quarterbacks are not good anymore. They're both not top 10 anymore. And I think I, I've just gotten used to both these two just being in the top 10. And I was like, what do you do if you're Detroit? Because, like, this team's over, the season's over, and what do you do if you're New Orleans? Because now you're 500, you still need Michael Thomas back. Kamara is the engine that is keeping that New Orleans team going. You paid him, he's happy. The offensive line's still good, but, like, the defense's starting to struggle a little bit. But, like, Stafford missed a lot of stuff here, and he wasn't great. He's just not the same quarterback anymore. And then if you're the Lions, do you want to move on? But, like... Do you really want to move on? And then, like, what is Stafford's trade value at this point? And you're like, okay, if you're a Saints fan, are you like, or are, are, can we really contend with Kamara and Thomas being our linchpins here? Are we too top heavy? Um, can Breeze realistically get us there if the defense is not in the top five and defensive DVOA? I was very much fascinated by both these two teams and where they're at and what they do over the course of the season and just like, ugh, I don't know. I I, 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 I don't so here's
0: know. Here's the here's the reality. If you're the Saints, you have to play Drew Brees until it is so blatantly obvious that you can't play Drew Brees anymore. So what does that look like? Honestly, probably two wins back to or two losses back to back. I don't even think that would maybe do it. I think if you come to the, you know, mid week mid if you come to mid season and you guys are looking at like a 3 and 5, you know, like do they look at Jameis? I think Jameis is a guy that you really might have to look at, right? He's under, uh, you know, an extreme level of talent, obviously, and he's always played, you know, for teams that were just not really great. Um, we saw what happened with Teddy Bridgewater when he came in and you know went five and zero while Breeze was out last year. Mm. I think I think Jameis can actually give them maybe something that Breeze just can't give them anymore. And then I think if anybody was going to, you know, get Drew or get James Winston to not turn the ball over it would be Sean Payton so the problem is is Drew Brees is Drew Brees it's his last year it's going to take a lot to have to bench a Hall of Fame quarterback who won you your only Super Bowl in the you know in his last year his last hurrah so I think they're in a bad position right because he's not the quarterback that they need him to be but at the same time like this is his farewell tour it's fucked up to pull him uh, on the other side of the spectrum, the, the I mean the Lions what they drafted Matt Stafford in what two thousand eight two thousand seven two
1: thousand six I don't even know now is it I think it was like oh seven I want to say right
0: so it's been a long time and I you know I don't think they're mirrored. you know I don't think they're like dedicated to starting him but I think the reality is you will see Matt Stafford stay at quarterback before. You know, like, like they'll they'll fire the head coach before they bench
1: Matt Stafford. Uh I'm you know, I think benching him. You can't bench him, but like do you explore trading him this offseason? I don't think trading maybe
0: this offseason, I think more realistically, you draft a quarterback
1: mm. and have him play behind
0: Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford is still a very capable guy. You know, he's only thirty two years old.
1: So But is that smart strategy at this point in the NFL of not yes, utilizing absolutely. that rookie quarterback making Nothing. Those first couple years and spending a bunch of money elsewhere.
0: We've already seen. It what are you paying. going to get for him in trade value? Who's taking that
1: contract? Uh, I can think of a couple teams that would definitely be into it, and they're both let's, in the AFC West.
0: So let's take a look at his contract right now. One hundred thirty-five million is what his breakdown is. Five years, twenty-seven million a year.
1: How much is guaranteed? Uh,
0: and let's see. So twenty twenty-one. His base salary is $9.5 million. Signing bonus is $10 million. Roster is $10 million. uh Workout 500 k Restructured cap hit. $35 million next year. Yeah. The highest yeah. cap hit of his entire contract will be there. He has a dead cap next year of $25 million. There's oh, literally goodness. no chance that they trade Matt Stafford. So you draft a quarterback.
1: Mm. I kind of be interested in seeing him at Denver.
0: I, Denver's, you know, Denver's a hapless team. They...
1: I was really wrong about Denver this offseason. Why did I believe I, I in mean, Denver? Why did I? Believe I in told you. NGO?
0: I told you they were sitting there running around acting like Drew Locke. Well, we saw some great things about Drew Locke who cares
1: (laughs) you I I can always tell when you are coming off a 49ers loss because of your mood your mood is starkly different than last no my
0: my mood is is not about the 49ers losing which is sad but I you know Benjamin Albright who was a good fan friend I've had him on my pod plenty of times um I'm a big fan of him but at the end of the day, you know, when, when they were t- – well, I'm sitting here seeing him and, and, and Ryan Edwards, who are the two radio, the radio hosts that they've had me on their show a bunch of times, talking about Drew Locke, and I'm like, I get it. You know, Jerry Judy obviously one of the best receivers to come out of the draft in a long time. Uh, Cortland Sutton should be wide receiver one if they can use him properly. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon coming over was a big plus, especially when you're looking at being able to keep Philip Lindsey and uh, the Oregon running back. You, so yeah, there's a lot of pluses there, but at the end of the day, the quarterback position was not as solidified as they thought. Then he gets injured. You know, they've had a lot of injuries. I just, I think Drew Locke is going to be that kind of quarterback that, you know, he, he'll need the best supporting cast possible to even be re- remotely viable, and even then, you know, what do you what do, what do you do? So. I think Vic Fangio is still a great coach, but who knows?
1: I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's one of the worst. And I think they're actually underperforming. what they're. I mean, I understand the Drew Lock injury has set them back a lot. But um, no, it's just this team's too bad. Like, there's just too much talent across the board for this team to be this bad. And I think they're, if you get the right offensive coach in there this offseason with Judy in that group, I, I don't know. I think you can do a lot of interesting big time stuff and uh i think he's got to go um let's get to the games that you you care about you're i'm gonna clear the runway for your justin herbert i told you so um takes that i'm sure you're ready to unload here
0: i i said it on twitter all 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 sunday he's qb1 he's better right now he's better right now than joe burrow
1: no he's better. no he's not i'm
0: not oh no see you must be confused you (laughs) thought i was asking you i'm not asking I did not need your input. I don't care about your thoughts. Justin Herbert is the best rookie quarterback in the NFL. 20 for 25, 290 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. If it wasn't for the Los Angeles Chargers defense absolutely shitting the bed, we would be talking about Justin Herbert going mono a mano right up t- face-to-face, with the greatest quarterback of all time, who had a great game Sunday, and he was the better quarterback.
1: Look, I, my takeaway was not Herbert as much as Brady being down and breaking all these old records. We can go ahead and retire all the first quarterbacks at this age to do this. Like, Brady's going to break all those. He broke a Warren Moon record over the weekend. Like, look. He's the best 40 plus year old quarterback of all time. Like, it's he's going to break all those records. We don't have to announce it. Like, whatever record is available for a 42 year old to break, he will break. Um, He doesn't even have Chris Godwin. They're still missing a lot of pieces here. Um, He's just, Brady looks great. They're three and one. Um, But I think uh, I forgot which Bucks beat writer pointed this out on Twitter. But the Bucks, the last time they started off three and one, they finished four and 12. (laughs) which cracked me up so uh buccaneers fans just just wait it out a little bit longer let's let's wait it out a little bit longer before we start celebrating but um this is a great game these two teams are both really good the chargers are better than the record shows losing eckler for a couple weeks really hurts but herbert had a dime that back foot bomb who did he hit on that I touchdown. have no idea who he Number hit, but I know the throw yeah.
0: you're talking about. I think it was uh, Tim Patrick. Mm. No, no, it's not Tim Patrick. Excuse me. I'm thinking of the fucking Broncos still. Um, if it's
1: 2012,
0: Jalen Guy- Guyton.
1: Jalen mm. Guyton. Okay, sure. I believe you. Um, look, do I think Justin Herbert's better than Easton Stick? Sure. Do I think he's better than Joe Burrow? No. Joe Burrow did what he's supposed to do. At home, against a feisty, hungry... The- Jacksonville Jaguars team that was looking yeah it's not any quarterback can hold off Jacksonville Jaguars the feisty yeah oh come on you cannot hold off that Jaguars group going at CJ Henderson on the outside going up against that loaded Justin
0: Herbert played one of the best defensive in the NFL and the greatest quarterback of all time who threw five touchdowns is the only reason but who
1: won won this game who won yesterday
0: but that's my point well who? What would Joe Burrow have done against
1: that Buccaneers team? I think he would have put it. He would have won forty three to thirty eight. Oh my god! I see. I can't even have a realistic conversation
0: with you about this stuff. Joe Burrow is doing great. He's not doing better than Justin Herbert.
1: I, I disagree. I think Joe Burrow is doing more with less. That Chargers team is very, very talented around him. Joe Burrow is doing everything himself. And that You're more with less. Yes, hundred percent.
0: Look who the. Look, he just Joe got Mixon T. Higgins is one of the best running me. backs in the NFL. Tyler Boyd is one of the best possession receivers uh, in the
1: NFL. Uh, sure, T. Higgins
0: cooked. T. Higgins, we don't, even, we don't even have to talk about A.J. Green. I know. T. Higgins is arguably
1: one of the better, has not, every week. Pes, top three re, uh, rookie receivers, period. Joe Burrow is running for his life every play. Joe Justin Mixon Burberry was catching six receptions out of the backfield. There's no Keenan Allen on the Cincinnati team. There's no Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler.
0: There's a Tyler Boyd.
1: There is Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd but Boyd he's
0: not Keenan the Allen. Rece- Who's had the, the better the last three years, Tyler Boyd or Keenan Allen? Keenan Tyler Allen. Boyd had a better better year last year. Mm. Tyler Boyd is one of the best possession slot receivers in the NFL. He's good.
1: I like Tyler Boyd. But look, Joe Burrow has already elevated this team out. I, I, just, I don't know if Justin Herbert could have done what uh, Joe, Her- Joe Burrow has done through four weeks. Just don't just, know. What is it, his hair? What is it, his swagger? Like what is, what is it? Joe Burrow's just that dude. They're one, two, and one. That's amazing for Cincinnati. <laughs> Crown him. Raise the banner. Uh, I love him. Raise fan. the banner. You know what? We're gonna take a second. My uh, good call of the week. Uh, if you want to sponsor this segment, uh reach out at chasehommuspodcast at gmail.com. My good call of the week, the Bengals. A lock at home against the Jaguars.
0: <sighs> yeah, you know what? I will say this. Burrow looks good 25 of 36, hundred, one one touchdown, one interception. Um, I think, like, once again, I don't think Joe Burrow's bad by any means. I think Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are going to be very good quarterbacks for a very long time. I think they're one of the only two quarterbacks to be drafted right away in the last, like, five years and, you know, like, drafting in the high-top first round and actually, like, live up to the hype, right? We've had some bad first-round pick quarterbacks the last five years. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan of both of them. But the Chargers will have a better record this year. Justin Herbert will have a better season. That's just how it is.
1: I've got terrible news to report, though. I'm selling my Texans. Are winning the AFC South stock? It's time to move on. It's not happening. 0 oh, and 4. Um, they fall 31 23 at home to the Minnesota Vikings, a desperate Minnesota Vikings team. And uh, Bill O'Brien, the GM, is wondering, or the coach is wondering, what the GM Bill O'Brien is going to do about his job security. But this is, uh, I put too much faith in Deshaun Watson being able to overcome all these things. All these obstacles, and um, what did I tell you? I was wrong. I, I'm ready to. I'm ready to have my come to Jesus moment. Uh,
0: I didn't want this. You don't just des- like this. Like you're a good guy. You know. You have a lot of faith in Deshaun Watson. This, this no one deserves this. You don't deserve this. Deshaun
1: Watson doesn't deserve this. If you're Deshaun Watson, like we never see this in like we. I shouldn't say never. We rarely see this in football. Rarely. But if you're Deshaun Watson, the amount of power that you already have in that organization, like, how are you not just like, is he too good of a guy to be like, mm, this guy's got to go. Like, he needs to go to Cal McNair or whoever's running the, the whichever one in the McNair family is running this organization right now. How are you not going to them and being like, hey, uh, wait, wait, th- this guy's got to go. Th- this is ridiculous. I- I'm not Look, standing for this anymore.
0: Here's the best thing that you need to know. The Miami Dolphins. Are currently slotted, if the record right now continues for the rest of the year, to have the number four overall pick.
1: Uh, oh, I saw from this the Texans, yeah.
0: and the Texans are winless. The Texans traded away their best players for draft, or excuse me, the Tex- Texans traded some of the you know like for, for their best starting players. They, they're paying like the most money this year to to their players and their own four, like. Bob, Bill O'Brien. This guy, I mean, what is he doing? Like, what does he have on this team? So many coaches have been fired for less. You could have fired him at the beginning of the year and hired Eric, the offensive coordinator. Was how do you pronounce his last name? B N A Z. Yeah, you could have hired him from the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, and I think like they they would be much better off right now.
1: I think their problems go far beyond uh, who's coaching this team. It's just roster construction decisions, who they pay decisions. Like there's all kinds of issues um, with this organization. And it turns out not getting Nick Casario due to tampering. That was a huge blow. Yeah. I mean, people forget that that was a close thing to happening. And if they had been able to do that and keep Bill O'Brien away from that, like I'm not saying it fixes all their problems, but Casario has been director of play of personnel and, uh, new england for forever and uh did not work obviously and he's staying there but not getting him i think is a really really big problem here um some news before we get into this week's games um nick chubb out six weeks uh that cowboys game like odell this was a good week to have him in fantasy like he which i did i did too this is uh this is good the the browns offensive line was something i thought was really good um I hesitate to go this scorched-earth take, but uh, the Cowboys' defense is terrible. Mike Nolan, you follow me on Twitter. I I appreciate you, but uh, what's going on, my man? Like, this is... They have a lot of injuries, sure, but, like, that secondary... Not paying Byron Jones and letting him go and not signing Earl Thomas. Like, they, they've they got to do something. And it's just the dude poking the, the dead uh, whatever with the stick um that's what we're doing right now like i think who was it woods was their highest graded defender yesterday for pff and it was like 58.4 or something like everybody's atrocious and the browns they're well coached baker looks like a different guy the offensive line's better Chubb, cream hunt's a great one-two punch odell like that landry to odell bomb was my favorite player yesterday like that was my uh i'm glad football is back in my life moment
0: yeah man i gotta say i'm you know me, I'm a huge OBJ fan. Love that guy. i um, I love seeing him actually be used properly and I, and it shows that when you actually use your premier players, that's what's happened. You know, not to go back to the 49ers, but I can't stand Kyle Shanahan sometimes. You know, you look at Brandon Ayuk and Debo yesterday and it's like all of you have all these players and all he won't just straight up throw the ball to him. It's got to be be
1: George Kittle getting 15 targets and 15 receptions and just being a hundred percent. Kittle was an absolute
0: monster. But my point is, is that when you are targeting these other receivers, he wants to use them like a running back. He wants to throw pitch plays. He wants to throw, you know, not even screens. Like he won't just throw them the ball. He won't let them run their route tree and go. And then, you know, I think that's kind of the issue that you've had with, uh Odell is like they just won't use him and then this time they finally used him you know
1: yeah I mean it's good to see Kevin Stavansky is a much better coach uh than Freddie Kitchens it looks like folks uh you're not gonna believe it but I think the lock of the week yeah it uh it's not good um Derek Carr is sick of losing Um, remember when they beat the Saints on Monday Night Football and where people were like, Ooh, the Raiders. I think they're back. Big win uh at home. And it's like, no, the Raiders then went and played uh two teams in the AFC East that are clearly better than them. Like, I think this is gonna be the Raiders season. They're gonna beat the teams that they're better than and they're gonna lose the games handedly to the teams that are better than them. So it's just where they are at. Derek Carr. I really, really want to believe in him, but I just don't. He had a really bad fumble late in this game yesterday and I just I'm not a believer. Like he's he's just he's not the guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think Derek Carr can have really good games. And I think if yeah. Derek Carr is is coached well um, you know, with good players around him, he can be successful. I don't think the, the Derek Carr that almost went to the Super Bowl the year before he snapped his leg in half. Right. I don't think that guy is ever that far away. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that that guy is ever like, you know, He's not that far away. If you get him in a good situation, that guy can be available if he's your quarterback. I think the problem is is you have a coach who hasn't coached in a long time, who's been in the broadcast booth for a long time, and they're still trying to figure some things out. I, you know, I'm a big Gruden fan more than I think most people. I, I think he's an incredibly intelligent guy that just understands X's and O's better than almost anyone. Um, and I think when you see – what Derek Carr can do, and you see the game like the Saints you know when he when they get those big wins, I see that as when Gruden is coaching at his best, and Carr is playing at his best, you can see what can be possible. There's just still too many holes on that team um you know the the receivers are injured. They drafted Henry Ruggs instead of c d lamb or Jerry Judy, which is probably the stupidest thing that anyone could have possibly ever done um I just don't know how they do it all over again. It's it's the Darius Harewood Bay thing all over again. Uh, CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy have looked great this year, and Jerry Judy's not even being used properly, nor does he have a quarterback to throw him the ball. Um, but, you know, can you imagine if they had CeeDee Lamb right now instead of Henry
1: Ruggs? I think they're still struggling in the same areas. I don't... I don't know if that necessarily changes all that much. I think that's something that we'll know more about in the next couple of years. But um, I don't know. The Raiders are just average. They're just painfully average. And I think once they get the right quarterback in there...
0: Tell um, me this. Mm-hmm. How many how many catches did Henry Ruggs have?
1: Well, if you listen to the broadcast for every Raiders game, it's, it's not about his receptions. It's about the gravity that he draws. And that okay, teams so, are fearful of him. So, so Darren does.
0: Wall... Darren Waller uh led the team and with nine receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's obviously a lot more. Uh Zay Jones, the the failed receiver from Buffalo experience, had mm-hmm. four receptions. Nelson Aguilar, the failed receiver uh from the <laughs> Eagles, had four. Uh Henry Ruggs had zero. Yeah. Zero
1: receptions. Well, hold on. To be fair, what kind of day did CeeDee Lamb have and what kind of game did Jerry Judy have on Thursday? Were they better?
0: What are you talking about? CeeDee Lamb had a, joke. a great that, game. I
1: that was a joke. Yeah. C.D. Yeah, Lamb had a great game. C D was off. Yeah. 100 percent Yeah, C
0: D Lamb had two touchdowns to 80 yards, averaging 15.8 yeah. <laughs> yards a reception. Yeah. Great game. So but yes, but that's my point. Like those are the those are the misses that you can't miss on. You can't have a pick that high and miss on it. And I think you know, you're looking at what Brandon Ayuk is able to do so far and where they picked him and what Henry Ruggs has done so far and where they picked him. And it's just like, it's the never ending Raiders. The Raiders are always going to be the Raiders.
1: It's probably true. Um, do you have the results from last week in front of you? I, I do. Okay. How did we do? So
0: starting off uh, for whatever, you know, whatever reason uh, you decided to choose the, The Jets. Uh, I obviously took the Broncos, so uh, that's a win for me. Uh, We both took the Saints, so that was uh, obviously a push. Uh, I took the Chargers. You took the the Bucks, so we're back down to even. Uh, We both took the Bengals. Uh, I took the Vikings, and you took the Texans. Uh, I'm going to take the win there, so I'm up one. Uh, We both took the Seahawks. We both took the Titans, which uh, obviously hasn't played yet. Uh, we both took the Cowboys, so we both lost on that. Uh, we both took the Cardinals, so we both lost on that. We both took the Colts, uh, so we both won on that. Really usually agree a lot. Uh, we took the Ravens, which was easy. Uh, I took the Bills, you took the Raiders, uh, so I'm winning there. Um, I believe we're back to even, if I'm correct? Yes. And then Colts and Bears. Uh I took the Colts. You took the Colts. We were right there. Uh, we both took the 49ers, so we were wrong there. Chiefs and Patriots uh, has not played, and we both took the Packers.
1: Mm. Which has not played. So, Big to be ahead. determined. To be determined. All right. Well, are you ready to get into this week's games? Yes. Okay. Sourds, what do we got? What do we got on Thursday? Tell me something good.
0: So Thursday is gonna be the Buccaneers and Bears, which I think we can both agree. Um that we will be taking the Bucks.
1: Yeah, the it turns out Nick Bowles is not the answer in there. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh the Bears could have just signed Cam Newton.
0: The Bears could have signed Cam Newton. This is known.
1: They could have just signed Cam Newton. They could have just signed Jameis. Uh
0: I'm taking the I'm taking the Bills. I think the Titans could win this game. I
1: love that you just S- moved on. you completely know so that yeah. Oh, um, I don't
0: care. I don't care about the Bears or the Bucks. I'm done with them. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about them next week. Um, so I could have I could have taken the Titans here, but I think the Bills for sure uh, win this game. They're just they're just impo- hard to beat right now. What about we you? I
1: disagree. I think the Bills defense is actually sneaky not good, and they've taken a step back this year. And. I was waiting to see what this team would look like once the defense kind of folded a little bit and the defense struggled um, a lot in the first few weeks of the season. You'd be surprised at looking at some of the numbers for this bill's defense. They're not what they were a year ago. Um, the Titans are basically who they were a year ago. And I, they showed a lot of gumption last week going on the road in Minnesota. Gumption. to winning that game. Um, I think the Titans are legitimately good and probably the best team in the AFC South. And it's not saying much, but I agree. I think they're going to win this game. I think the Titans are better than the bills. I think the bills offense is better than I expected. And their defense is worse than I expected. And I think the Titans are just, they're just a well oiled machine. They are, uh, they're, they're also going to have two weeks off. So I think that's something that's going to really help them to is having this break and, uh, getting all their guys, right. So give me the Titans here.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, perfect. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, take the bills. Uh, For the Jaguars and Texans, this is like the worst thing for me because it's two Mm. teams that I do not believe in, uh, and it's two teams that you're forever excited about. So what do you (laughs) think?
1: Uh, Okay, I'm just going to pick the Texans because, look, if you lose this game at home and you fall to 0-5, the Jaguars get their second win the season before you get your first, like, you have to fire yourself. Bill O'Brien should not be employed by the Houston Texans on Monday. They're... There's just no avenue to him keeping his job. Losing this game, they have to win this game. Stuart or die time, baby. Give me the Texans.
0: Yeah, um, I am going to take the Texans as well. I don't want to, but I, I just I think like even Deshaun Watson in this terrible situation, I think he's got a, the ability to win a game, and the the Jaguars have. You know, been playing really well. C.J. Henderson's obviously one of the better cornerbacks so far. Um, You know, Miles Jack is still a great linebacker. They've got good pieces on the defense. But I think Deshaun Watson's got to win a a game eventually. This is a pity pick, I think, for both of us. Um, God, I feel just so bad for that guy. But, you know, honestly, it's my fault because the 49ers could have drafted him. We wouldn't even be in this position right now. So Uh, I'm taking the Texans as well. Uh, For Bengals and Ravens, I think we're going to both take the Ravens unless you really have that much of a hard-on for Joe Burrow.
1: Look. (laughs) Love Joe Burrow. Love Joe Burrow. Um, Do I think he's going to go into Baltimore and beat the Ravens? No, I do not. Do I think this game's going to be very close? Yes, I do. Um, Give me the Ravens. but I think the final score is like 34-31 Ravens. I think a Justin Tucker game winner is how this game ends. I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. I think both offenses will be rolling. And I think uh, this is going to be one of those who are like, oh, these two are going to battle it out in the AFC North for supremacy for the next five to ten years. Like, I think this is the rivalry in the AFC North. It's like, I want to believe in Baker, but I don't think it's Baker. And Big Ben's obviously leaving soon. So I think this is the the new rivalry in the AFC North. Um burrow versus jackson i'm excited about it i i'm very excited about this game you
0: know i imagine you're going to be very excited about this next game too no, right you're, you're falcons playing the carolina panthers i'll be taking the panthers i don't need to say much about it the falcons are trash what would you like to say about your favorite team
1: i would actually like to lock in the falcons beating the panthers at home we we always play the panthers well we we we, we understand the panthers we understand how this team works um the bucks are a different story bucks is just like a uh, uh, the Jameis experience versus the Falcons the last couple of years have been a mess. But uh, the Panthers, I understand it's not Cam anymore, but no, I think the Falcons are... They're just too good offensively to keep this going, and I think they're going to make some plays. And I think uh, a lot of it depends on what happens tonight, I guess. Because if they fall to 0-4 tonight, they're going to go on 0-5 at home uh, to the Panthers. So give me the Falcons. Gotcha. Calvin Ridley deep outs forever.
0: Okay. What about the Chiefs and the Raiders?
1: Uh, we both taking the Chiefs? I think, uh, yeah. The, like, go ahead. Uh, what else needs to be said? I think the Chiefs win really big, and now the Raiders fall to below 500. Here's a fun one. The Jets and the Cardinals. Oh, just what the Cardinals needed. Three and two cards. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Eagle Steelers. Does Carson Wentz
0: start the redemption tour?
1: No. He okay. doesn't. And the Steelers are legitimately good on both sides of the wall. They get two weeks off. Um, The Eagles are still too banged up. I believe in the Steelers' offense a lot more than I do this. Eagles' offense, I think TJ Watt and uh, Bud Dupree and friends will be getting after um, Carson Wentz in this game. And I just don't like his happy feet. I don't like what I've seen from Carson Wentz. And I think he's going to get pressured a lot in this game by the Steelers' front. And I think the Steelers win comfortably.
0: The uh, the, the the trend continues with the NFC West teams, not the 49ers, getting uh, cush-ass games. Uh, <laughs> L- L- L.A. Rams. You, won, you went to the Super Bowl all, last year. That's how it works. T- w- playing the Washington Redskins. Uh, mm. What are your thoughts? Uh, the
1: Rams went big. The Rams are legitimately good. The Rams are a very good football team.
0: I agree. I agree, and it sucks. Uh, 49ers, Dolphins, I'm actually kind of worried about this game. Are you really? You know, let's are talk you really? About, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the ultimate Chase Thomas scenario. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is God punishing me from all the things that we talked about before the season started. The 49ers have consistently gotten handled last year and this year by mobile quarterbacks. Carson Wentz, using his feet last, last night, uh, consistently moved the chains in, in really, really important situations with his feet. Do the Miami Dolphins actually be intelligent and take a look at the tape and see what Kyler Murray has been able to do so far and what Lamar Jackson did last year and what Carson Wentz did last night? Do they finally start
1: Tua? No. Well,
0: that's not fun.
1: I would love for them to start Tua. It would give me a reason to watch this game at 4 (laughs) o'clock. But no, they're not. And... I, I think they're going to be very, 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 very careful with Tua. And I don't think they want to throw him to the Wolves against this 49ers team on the rip. So I, the 49ers should win this game and uh, get back on track a little bit.
0: I will take them as well. Speaking of getting back on track, do the Cowboys beat the Giants?
1: Yes. The Giants, I think, are actually the worst team in
0: football. Oh, God, no. They're, not, they're bad. They are bad. But they're not the
1: worst. I think they are. I I really don't think there's a chance, like Darnold, when he gets his guys back, that they win a game or two. I don't think there's a chance that the Giants are in any game this year. I really don't. The Jets could beat the, the Dolphins. Who are the Giants beating? Who do you believe in with this group? Who is Golden Tate gonna have to punch the to NFC get them a win? The NFC
0: is the worst division in the NFL, and yes, they play and they are the all worst of team those in teams. That division. But they play all of those teams three times. So if you don't think they can get a couple wins out of that schedule...
1: I don't. I think we'll see. They suck. Joe so Judge is atrocious. This whole so team you, sucks. They so suck we're both, everywhere. We're both taking the Cowboys. Yes.
0: The Giants are the worst team in the NFL. Daniel, uh...
1: But you know what's crazy Jones, is I like Daniel sucks. Jones more than I like Sam Darnold.
0: I don't know about all that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Lawrence okay. Times is not a fan of uh, taking Trevor Lawrence number one overall if they get it, which is just insanity to me. But uh, I love his stat. Like apparently, like Matt Payton and Daniel Jones have very close records and stats through this point in their career, um, which basically means Daniel Jones, the next Peyton Manning. You heard it here first, folks.
0: Okay, uh, Broncos Patriots. I think that's a that's
1: an interesting. This is gonna one. be the Does Cam play. These four o'clock games this week suck. All yeah. of them suck. Um, no Cam, no Drew Locke. Is this gonna be Brian Hoyer versus Brett Ripon? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Give me the Pats, but I will not watch one second of this. Not one. Remember when I this get, a, this series was great? Peyton and Brady. We're yeah, getting of course. We're getting Brian Hoyer versus Brett Ripon.
0: Yeah, I will not be watching this game even for a second. Even if it's on Red Zone,
1: I, I will no, no. Col- Colts and Browns. This a is the four sneaky, o'clock game. I'm gonna good watch. Game. Yeah, this is the four o'clocker. um The Colts are beating bad teams. Their defense is legitimately good. Their offensive line is maybe the best in off in football. But guess who else has a great offensive line now? The Browns. So right. I think this is going to be very, very fascinating. um I'm a believer a little bit in uh, in the Colts now. I think the Colts are sneaky good, and I think they're better overall than the Browns. Yeah, this is the classic, the Browns are too cocky now after blowing out the, the, the Cowboys. Give me the Colts here. Okay. I'm going to take the Browns. Four and one Browns for Evan Sowards. Okay. When was the last time that happened?
0: Um, I don't know, man. It's been a long time, but... I think I I just, you know, I'm a big fan of momentum. And right now I think the, you know, the Hoyer to OBJ connection is working. And, you know, hopefully they're not stupid and they do what works.
1: Sunday night. Who do we got? Oof.
0: you tell, is there any chance the Vikings can beat the Seattle Seahawks undefeated team? No. Can I have any hope here? Okay.
1: Russell Wilson's like, I, I'm i winning MVP this year. Like, this is happening. I'm going to the Super Bowl, guys. You can go ahead and pack it in. Uh, I'm going to the Super Bowl.
0: God, they just keep getting better. Like, every time they're supposed to get bad, they just get better. The Seahawks are – let me just say this. Whatever your favorite football team is, whoever their biggest rival, I can promise you it's not uh, – worse to be a fan of your team and their biggest rival than I am of the 49ers and their biggest rival being the Seahawks the Seahawks are they are bullies, they're fucking mm-hmm. bullies they constantly be you, you they constantly hu- humiliate you and there's nothing you can do about it there's nothing you can do the the 49ers last year, even though they went to the Super Bowl, still lost against them one time and almost lost a second time like they just, they won't go away. They keep getting better. Doesn't matter how many times they miss on crazy, stupid trades like Percy Harvin and Jimmy Graham. I just, they just won't go away. They're four and zero. I just don't see them lo- losing anytime soon. I really hope the Vikings can somehow win tomorrow. I, I will not be choosing them.
1: Yeah. Last game. Excited about this. I know. I've seen the ads. I know what's coming. Who is it? Dude, Justin Herbert's going to fucking beat Drew Brees. Prime so. time.
0: Prime time. I think so too. Monday Night Football. I think so too. Justin Herbert is like, it's, consider Justin Herbert like a, like a six episode run of Dragon Ball Z where Goku's towering <laughs> up and it's
1: just taking forever. But I think like you like Justin Herbert more than you like the Niners.
0: I don't like Justin Herbert more than the Niners, but after being a huge Marcus Mariota fan and seeing him just crash in flames, I'm just happy that finally an Oregon, Oregon quarterback goes into the NFL and actually is a good NFL quarterback. It has been a long time, my friend, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm excited to see it. But we both agree that the Chargers have very good pieces. We both agree that that defense is good. And that offense is good. And they're just – I think they've got momentum. We've talked about how I feel about that. I think it's going to be a very good game. I don't think Breeze has a bad game. But I think the Chargers win. What about you? Do you want to have this be our bet of the week? Our 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 White Claw shotgun of the week? (sighs)
1: I think the Chargers are going to win. I think the Saints' offense just scares the crap out of me against good teams. I don't know the Drew Brees stuff. I just I'm not betting on Drew Brees this year. I think that's my that's my thing. Is I think I'm going to avoid betting on Drew Brees for their foreseeable future. Like I'm just I, I I'm just terrified of it. So no, I will I will stay away from that one. I think our bet of the week should be the Colts and the Browns.
0: Okay. The Colts and the yeah, I like that. I like that. I us say.
1: Of the week. All right, that's all I got, Mr. Sowards. Do you have anything else you would like to? That's all.
0: That's all I got, man. Uh, you know, let me just say, mm. the 49ers are breaking my heart right now. So I apologize if I seem sad, but you know, if your team goes to the Super Bowl, the the players that they draft, Brandon Ayuk, Javon Kenlaw, are having great seasons. Yeah, you're drafting well, and it's still the team got worse. It's the, Super the Falcons'
1: experience, sir. It is, and what's roster the common gets better and the team
0: gets worse. What's the common denominator? Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Well, let me just Kyle say this. I went to a Super Bowl. First, but. Let me just say this. I'm I'm the, probably the only person that says this out loud. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to go down as one of the most frustrating head coaches of our time because he can constantly be brilliant and do unbelievable things and get the most out of players that have no business being successful in the NFL, whether it's Matt Breida, who doesn't even exist anymore, Raheem Mostert last year. He does those things. He'll take your team to a Super Bowl. He'll be successful. But he's constantly trying too hard. He's thinking too hard. He's trying to be too cute. They couldn't get the ball moving yesterday, and he just kept force-feeding the ball to Kittle, didn't use any of his other receivers, and they lost. I just – he kept running the ball with Jarek McKinnon who has no business being an every down back. And they lost. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan is – he might be doing this for a long time. And I'm just terrified of that concept and idea. It really scares me that Kyle Shanahan might be too good to fire but too too arrogant to really become like a Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, you know, Bill Belichick style coach that just wins games consistently every year. This is scary for me right now.
1: Mm. We need to get Chris Sims in the podcast. <laughs>
0: no way. I'm the only person on earth right now that will genuinely talk a little bit of shit about Kyle Shanahan. I
1: don't need That's to talk That's why to his best we friend. need Sims. They share a tattoo. I don't, yeah, I can't. I'm not trying to. Yeah. We got to get this we'll, on. We'll see. I, I th- That way you can pick his brain. If there's anyone who knows Kyle Shanahan better than anybody. Hey, man, I will
0: always Sims. talk to Chris Sims, but mm-hmm. that scares me.
1: All right. Well, we'll look into it. Evan Sowards. we got to run, but uh, thank you as always, my friend, and we'll be back next Monday. Go Falcons.
0: <laughs> All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. That'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. Did you like what you heard? Heard? Do you like what you heard? I think is what I'm trying to say, right? That's what I'm trying to say. That's the correct English. Um, Then guess what? Here's what you do. You go to Apple. You leave five stars. You leave a review. You let people know why they should listen to this show. You go to patreon.com slash Writer. You become a member. Five dollars a month. Go do it. You can do more. I'm not going to say no. Um, Go to chasethomaspodcast.com. Read all my stuff. chasethomaspodcast slash page hyphen 11. It's great stuff. Writing every day doing the pod every day. Support the best independent sports podcast today. No one's doing what I'm doing. Nobody can touch me. Let's keep this thing moving. Let's keep the lights on. Let's keep getting after it. I'm hyped up. Follow me on Twitter at chase underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Thank you all for your support as this show continues to grow. We'll be back. Yeah, tomorrow. Because guess what? This show is daily. And it's all thanks to you guys. Talk to you soon.
0: Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history.